Hello, Greenvillians, and welcome to another episode of Greenville Might, our podcast where we're talking about our life in Greenville and what's going on in Greenville, including our takes on noteworthy news, events, food, and more. I'm Tracy. And I'm Will. This week, Greenville is making national headlines yet again. Puxatawney Phil is making his seasonal declaration, and the Public Works Department strikes gold in Greenville. Welcome to the Weekly Rundown. This episode is brought to you by Common Pops, delicious frozen popsicles made right here in Greenville, South Carolina. Valentine's Day is coming up, and there's no treat that says I love you like a rich chocolate-covered strawberries and cream Common Pop. Seriously, go to their Instagram and check out a picture of this pop, and then go buy one for your boo. You won't regret it. Common ingredients, but uncommon deliciousness. Visit CommonPops.com or at CommonPops on Instagram to see how to get your hands on a pop near you. All right. So getting us started today, we've got we've to talk about our experience at Claire's for ice cream for breakfast day. Ice cream for breakfast day. One of the best national holidays all year long, right up there with Christmas and my birthday and Easter. Yeah, it's a great day. I honestly can't believe it's already time for ice cream for breakfast day again. I know. Because, I mean, I remember last year we were waiting in line at Claire's. Yeah, it feels like yesterday. It does. I remember all my ice cream for breakfast days. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was a lot colder last year. (laughs) It was. It was really nice. And we got ice cream. It was around 11 a.m. And honestly, with how warm it was and it felt like almost midday afternoon ish it wasn't yet but it didn't feel weird no it didn't feel it never really feels weird though yeah i mean i feel like if you went at like 8 a.m it might feel weird that's right but it did not feel weird at 11 a.m no it didn't felt perfect what kind of ice cream did you get so i got the cinnamon roll we did a little switcheroo from last year we did so last year i got coffee and cream which you got this time and you got cinnamon roll, and this time we switched, and the cinnamon roll is pretty amazing. There's actual pieces of cinnamon roll in the ice cream, and when you hear that, you might be like, I don't know, like really cold bread, but I promise it's really good. Oh yeah, it's so good, and the coffee and cream flavor is always delicious. It's it's amazing. I was really tempted to get um, the strawberry Pop-Tart flavor yeah it's pretty fun but we were talking about this on the way over there because we wanted to try a new flavor you were debating getting one of the sandwiches which sounded really good they did look good and then i obviously was debating the strawberry pop tart flavor but it's like when you know something is so good it's really hard to want to try something new yeah i feel like and i'm i'm a somewhat adventurous food person not really but a little bit like i'm willing to try new things but I also am just very confident in what I like. You know, I'm yeah. like, I just know that I'm going to like this ice cream. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, you know, I saw the ice cream sandwich. And I'm like, that does look good. But I know it. I'll probably like the cinnamon roll ice cream more. Yeah. So could be wrong. You know, I, I feel like that's the point of venturing out is like, you know, you might be pleasantly surprised sometimes. It's a risk either way. It's a you could be pleasantly surprised, be like, this is my new favorite thing. Yep. Or you could be like, it was good, but I like 
what I usually get more. I know. I just like going for the guarantee. I know. We I, should be more adventurous, though. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think getting the cinnamon roll is a little more adventurous. Like, coffee and cream is probably more up my alley. And yeah. honestly, I think I still prefer coffee and cream. Really? Okay. Just because it's like there's less mix-ins. It's like, I feel like at Claire's, I just enjoy things with less mix-ins because I just love the texture and the creaminess of the ice cream. Yeah. And I don't want anything to distract from that. Not that the mix-ins are bad. They're good. But I'm like, mm, like. I feel like I crave more of just honey vanilla or coffee and cream or like a a single flavor and the same texture of the ice cream. Yeah. Rather than having a bunch of mix-ins in it. So that makes sense. That's my stance on that. That's a solid stance, I think. Thank you. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we get into the news? Yeah. Is there anything is there anything you're excited about right now that you'd like to share? <laughs> Um, well, okay. I want to keep the people updated on my book journey. Okay. I would like to say humbly that I am far exceeding my expectations. Humble brag. When it comes to my book reading. You're crushing it And I'm halfway through my third book of the year, which is really exciting. It's impressive. And that you're not reading like Harry Potter, like you're crushing like, you know, books with a lot of good solid nonfiction content right and i almost like an object in motion stays in motion right so i'm reading i'm just chugging along i'm almost like maybe that next book 500 page book 700 page book just keep up in the ante keep upping the ante it's almost like now it's like a goal like okay i've got to finish this book this week and then i'm gonna start a next book and having the next book in mind that you're gonna read really excites you and gets you ready to finish this book so that you can get on to the next book yeah. So, I mean, yeah, my book reading has been exciting. I've been trying to take up some new hobbies. So I've ventured into candle making a little bit, which has been fun. It is fun. Um, just like a, that's really restful. That's a restful activity. Yeah. To just like melt your wax and scent it. And I don't know all the language for <laughs> candle making, but it's been really relaxing. And I'm going to give them to my friends. Yeah. We were talking about this. I feel like there is something very relaxing and life-giving and good about these like kind of process oriented tasks that you kind of just like working with your hands and you like it doesn't you're not like racking your brain trying to like I don't know like solve some equation you know it's just kind of just like you know I'm just gonna like do this peaceful motions like I feel like that with making coffee mm-hmm. or woodworking you know yep. it's like it requires precision for sure yeah like you can't just like fool around but right it's like kind of just like losing yourself in a simple art yeah that's and, really restful and I will say too it's a little bit of problem solving just like you've experienced in woodworking mm-hmm. like something is slightly off with this candle why you know I don't know why are there bubbles in the mm-hmm. wax or What's happening? And then the next time you research and then the next time you're like, okay, I'm going to try to fix this one little thing with the candle. Right. Or why is it not smelling super strong when I'm putting the right percentage of uh, like scent in? Like I'm going to change that for the next one. Yeah. Which is fun. So it's a little bit of problem solving. Right. It's yeah. yeah, The the challenge is fun too. Like you want a little bit of a challenge. Like it doesn't need to be too easy. It still has to be engaging. Yes, for sure. Um, Yeah. Woodworking. I feel like that, like as long as I'm okay with making some mistakes, then it's fun. If you're like, you're doing it and you're like, I really don't want to mess up. And then like you do mess up and things go wrong and you get stressed out. Like I've been there and that's when you kind of lose that peacefulness. Mm hmm. 
And so I feel like you kind of just have to roll with the punches yeah. and just, you know, that's part of the process and yep. just enjoy the process itself, not necessarily creating a perfect end product. For sure. Yeah. Um, I also think we should talk about our Culver's influence that we have been having. Yeah, we got some people to go to Culver's. We Yeah, and that's pretty exciting. I I love hearing from people that they have tried something that we've talked about. Yeah, you want to be an influencer. M- no, maybe a little <laughs> bit, but I, I love I love being excited about something and then getting other people excited about something. Oh, for sure. It's fun to share the things you enjoy and love. And I will say I was influenced to go to Culver's. Yeah. By a podcast I listen to. Yeah, people have been talking about Culver's a lot. They have. And that podcast honestly deserves ads from Culver's. Yeah. And we do too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We should contact them. We should. We we'll should con- just invoice them. I wonder if they're locally owned. I don't know. Okay. Like a franchise model like Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Maybe. We should look I'll into I'll look it. into that this week. Um one thing I've been excited about, I know we've talked about running. I'm probably talking about running too much right now. I wonder if people are starting to get annoyed. But fast forward 30 seconds. Fast forward if you don't want to hear anything about running. But the Marathon Olympic Trials were this past weekend. And that was so fun. I know like you like watching people run. You're like, can that really be fun? But honestly, when you understand the nuances of it, like people all have like different strings and there's like different pacing strategies and there's like all these like dark horse people who like you haven't heard of like the girl who won the olympic trials on the women's side like it was her first marathon yeah she just had like a really fast time in the half marathon and it's like whoa this girl came out of nowhere and she like led the pack for a long time and then she just took off yeah and so it was fun i don't know i really enjoyed it yeah that's cool i'm laughing because (laughs) We didn't watch it live. We watched the recording. Yeah. And you're like you're like, I swear, if someone ruins this for me, and I was like, <laughs> trust me, no one's gonna ruin it for you. Hey, there might I be. I was like, I cannot think. I mean, you have friends that are into running. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't think any of them are gonna text you about it. It's definitely less of a mainstream thing. Yeah. You're not gonna really see a tweet about it, depending on who you're following. No. Like when we were waiting to watch the Australian Open final last week for tennis, there were several people I was like, I have to text them and tell them not to ruin this for me. Oh, for sure, me too. And can't go on Instagram because people will put like our tennis friends will post the winner. Right. Yep. So that feels a little different. But even like our running friends, it's like you have to be really into running yeah. to be like following like the Olympic trials. Yeah. But I mean, they broadcast it on NBC though yeah. at 12. Like it wasn't like. Oh, it's a big deal. It's yeah. a really big deal. It's not that niche. But no. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny. But it wasn't spoiled for you. So. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It was fun. Go check out that replay if you haven't seen it. And yeah. Into that. All right, is it time for the news? It's time for the news. First up, Puxitani Phil did not see his shadow, if you were not aware, which means an early spring is coming. Woohoo! Tracy, was this moment redemptive for you? Uh, yes, it was, because last year, Phil did see his shadow. Yeah. And then it was warm for the week. I thought he was lying or tricking us. Uh-huh. And then it got cold again, and this, so that was a little that was a little hard. At this point, you're you're just ready for spring. You I, don't yeah. want anybody to tell you that winter is going to be longer. No. If you could pay off Puxitani <laughs> to never see his shadow again, you would do it, wouldn't you? 
Well, that wouldn't change the weather, though. Yeah. But you, like the hope of spring coming soon. If you, I mean, if Puxitani happened to have power over the weather, which but, maybe he does. Puxita- no one's Puxita- no one said he doesn't. No power over the weather. <laughs> He's just an agent of truth. He just <laughs> he just reads it and tells the truth. Yeah. He can't be bribed. <laughs> yeah. All right. I well, no. Um, but I am excited for an early spring because I, when the sun is out, I'm just happier, and I think most people are. I think it's a vitamin D thing. Yeah, I mean, it has been really nice. Yeah, it has. You know what's funny about, about Puxatawney Phil is that if it's really sunny and warm, he probably would see his shadow and then declare more winter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like opposite. Yeah. It's interesting. What I don't an know. interesting tradition. I think it's an interesting... Uh, the videos are so funny. I love watching them every year. They like they hype up Puxatawney Phil. Oh my gosh, yeah. What is the What's the name of the city? I don't is. know. I actually have no idea. Because it's like such a big thing. But there. the people show up. Oh yeah. They, I mean, I that would be kind of fun to show up live. Yeah. In person to see Puxatawney Phil. Maybe we should do that. That should be on our bucket list. It's in. Uh, well, it's in. The town is called Puxatawney. That makes Pennsylvania. sense. Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, where Puxatawney Phil is. <laughs> So- <laughs> Wikipedia says is a groundhog residing in Young Township near Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> hilarious. Someone's probably listening to our podcast and we're like, where is Puxatawney Phil from? And they're like, Puxatawney. I know. They're duh. like, duh, it's Puxatawney. All right. Well, anyways, it's confirmed. Okay. All right. Early spring's coming. Okay. Okay, wait. Sorry. <laughs> this is pretty funny. I'm reading Puxatani's Wikipedia. Okay. Phil was named the official state meteorologist by Governor Shapiro during the 2024 ceremony. Nice. <laughs> that is so, interesting. The meteorologist of Pennsylvania is Puxatani Phil. Don't know what that says about Pennsylvania. Or maybe it says a lot of good things about Puxatani Phil. Or maybe it powers. says a lot about meteorologists. Maybe it does. <laughs> All right, we'll move okay, on. All right. Yeah, that's enough time on Puxatawney Phil. Okay, next up. Uh, Greenville has made the news again, this time on Live with Kelly and Mark, where we were put number two on their list of best places to retire. We were cited as one of the best places for the outdoor enthusiast, which I agree with. And the expert they had on the show also noted us for our lively downtown markets and live music. Yep. Greenville definitely deserves this award. Uh, George Hancapi, I heard a quote by him. He basically said that Greenville is one of the best places, if not the best, for cycling on the East Coast. And I feel like that extends to a lot of outdoor activities. Yeah. Like you have the Swamp Rabbit Trail, which is like unparalleled in a lot of senses. You've got the mountains pretty close by and all the different trails. You've got uh, Paris Mountain State Park. And it's just a really young, outdoorsy city. Like the yes. the active community in Greenville is really strong. Yeah. Young, but yet, I mean, retirees obviously can enjoy those things as oh, well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Does Greenville compete with like Boulder, Colorado or like Salt Lake City or something? Not necessarily, maybe. Like, I don't think we're to that level. Of outdoorsiness. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like mountains and number of hikes and things like that. Yeah. But as far as the East Coast goes, and especially the South, yeah, I think Greenville's like got to be top five. Oh, yeah. Greenville's the best. Yeah. For sure. And we're pretty outdoorsy, so it, we love that. Yeah, aspect. we love we love that. All right. What's next, Will? 
So next up, the Greenville Zoo's Red Panda Cubs need names, and we get to vote. You can't write in a vote. Sorry, Uh, (laughs) lovers of Harambe. (laughs) But you can choose from Johnny and June, Mushu and Cricket, Apple and Cider, and Bark and Petal. I'm a huge fan of Mushu and Cricket. Really? I think that's amazing. What What is that from, Mushu and Cricket? Mulan. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering. Um, I actually did vote. I voted for Johnny in June, but wow. you'll be happy to know that Mushu and Cricket was in the lead last time I checked. I am very happy to know that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a Mulan fan. Yeah. I actually never saw the live action Mulan. Did oh, you? really? No, I didn't. That seemed interesting. Um, but I do love how the zoo lets us vote on the names. That's I know. Really fun. I think that's really cool. Those are some good choices too. My votes never win. But that's okay. It's because you're a nonconformist. Probably. You're not yeah. picking the popular things. Nope. <laughs> okay. And we've also got some uh, developments coming out this week. So first up, the parking lot across from Yeehaw Brewing is for sale for $15 million. A steal. Yeah, a steal. It's a 2.27 acre parking lot on McBee Avenue or McBee for the non-locals and it's advertised as one of the only large infill sites remaining in downtown Greenville's central business district uh and the city says it would like to see significant density on the site whoa (laughs) i don't know let's get some significant density (laughs) what does that mean i don't know what that means i think maybe they're just saying like it's a large open space okay it like really close to downtown yeah and there's like nothing there like it's I guess when they say significant density, they're like, man, we could turn this into like eight, nine, ten different businesses or buildings yeah, or I something. Yeah, I gotcha. I just, don't we need that parking though? I'm confused about that. Well, as I've said before, that parking is extremely expensive. Okay. Because I've tried to park there to go into Yeehaw. I mean, you could probably try to park there and not pay, but that would be against the rules. Yes. So, but if you do pay, it's like minimum $10. Yeah. Even if you're there for like 45 minutes, it doesn't matter. So yeah, I'm just, I don't know. Give me some more restaurants or something. I gotcha. Yeah. Give me another trampoline park. I'd prefer that. Downtown. Yes. That would be fun. That'd be cool. If anyone is going to do that, got to give us some creds there. (laughs) All right. Next up, 700 new homes are coming in three developments near the intersection of Fork Shoals and West Georgia Road in Simpsonville. They're going to be added to existing neighborhoods. That's so, a lot of homes. It's a lot of homes. So if you're looking to buy a home, check them out. You might be getting a good rate on some of these newer homes. Yeah. Some of the newer homes have much better uh, interest rates Yeah. than older homes. You were telling me that. Yeah. There's uh, the new builders. They'll like cut like you a deal. Incentives. Yeah. I think that's like one of their new incentives right now. Mm, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, look into that if you're wanting a new home. Um. Okay, and then next up, Nick and Norman's is coming to the Smoke on the Water Space downtown. Norman Reedus and Greg Nicotero from The Walking Dead are the creators of this restaurant. And this will be the first location in South Carolina. They already have locations in Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky. Um, I think they have two in Kentucky, actually. And they are going to offer your pretty classic American food, like burgers, flatbreads, meatloaf, chicken. Love All that. the American things. All the good stuff. Yeah. Okay. I've definitely seen Norman Reedus before. Yeah. He's like maybe one of the most famous characters in The Walking Dead. I didn't really watch The Walking Dead that much. I didn't either. I feel like I, I watched a little bit of the first season. I was like, this is pretty gory. Yeah. 
And I'm not like a huge gore fan. Yeah. I don't know who Greg Nicotero is. That's interesting that... Mm, okay, I know him a little bit. He looks familiar. That's so these are actually that, actors? Yeah. Okay. It's interesting that they decided to start a restaurant. Yeah. Like this before. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's interesting. I know. And they have several locations. I know. They're like, man, Walking Dead was great, but let's open up a chain of American restaurants. Yeah. That's what we really want to do. I know. It's fun. All right. And we're going to end the news with two feel-good stories from the week. First up, every student at Berea Elementary School got a new pair of shoes last week thanks to Samaritan's Feet International, which is a humanitarian aid organization, and Communities in Schools of SC. Berea is a Title I school, which basically means 40% of students are classified as low income. So that's pretty hype. That is pretty hype. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like sometimes like kids like that, they're not like neglect. I don't know if they're like, I would say neglected, but it's like, man, I feel like being a kid that like is such a basic need that so many of us don't think about. It's like, hey, do these kids even have like, like working like good shoes yeah you know that's like such a small thing you don't think about but right i think that's a really cool organization too i didn't even know that was a thing so yeah samaritan's feet um and then lastly this is coming from the city of greenville last sunday melanie harper lost her diamond wedding band while tossing her recyclables into the container at the Rutherford Road. Rutherford. Oh my goodness. That's a hard one to say for me. Rutherford. 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 Come on, woman. Can you say it for me? Rutherford Road. Recycling Center. <laughs> um, well, anyways, she ends up sending an email basically saying, I know it's a slim chance you'll find my ring, but if you do happen to find the ring during the course of processing the recycling, I would appreciate it if you let me know. Uh, so come Monday morning, instead of processing what was in the bin, public works supervisors and litter crew members decided to dump it all on the ground and look for the ring. And then after hours of searching, Travis Golden found the ring, which is funny. Perfect last name. Name's Golden. Yep. Um, they ended up calling Melanie and she got her ring and all is well. Uh, the other men involved in searching for the ring were Jeff Hammond, James Burnside, Frank. Uh, Dignalt, yep. maybe? And Manny Cruz. So shout out to those guys. Local heroes. I mean, that's awesome. It's so cool. That's really cool. I know. I love it when people like just go out of their way to help solve somebody else's problem that they don't even know. Yeah. You know, that was like, they didn't have to do that. Yeah. And they did. They spent hours out of their day. I mean, that's that's really cool. Yeah. I love really that's cool. like such a good like go people kind yeah. of story. I know. You know? Yeah. Those guys are local heroes. For sure. All right, let's move on to some events for your weekend. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Ringling Bros and Barnum & Bailey are presenting The Greatest Show on Earth, taking place at Bon Secours Friday at 7, and then Saturday and Sunday at 10.30. Tickets start at $20. Sounds fun. Um, and then on Saturday, a craft pop-up is happening at the Greenville State Farmer's Market from 9 to 1. So you can shop small vendors for a variety of handmade gifts. And it's an indoor heated space with plenty of free parking. Nice. Then also on Saturday, the Toasty Farmer and the Frosty Farmer are both taking place. 
The Toasty Farmer is from 11 to 2 at Fireforge, and the Frosty Farmer is taking place at Think Tank Brew Lab from 10 to 2. I wonder how they feel about us grouping them together like this. I don't know. I wonder if they're like friends or foes, you know, frenemies or enemies. I don't know. I bet they're they're probably friends. They're probably friends. I feel like there's a lot of friendly competition in Greenville. I know. It's good to be like, it's good to have good relationships with yeah. your like competitors in the same industry, you for know? For sure. That really yeah. pays. You know, there's space for everyone. Oh, for sure. There's so many people here. Yeah. And people who are very into like cool crafts like this and into good beer. So yep. plenty to go around. Exactly. Uh, and then on Saturday, Traveler's Rest is also having their winter market at Trailblazer Park, and it's taking place from 12 to 3. There's going to be over 40 vendors, live music, and food trucks. What kinds of good markets? Yeah. Also on Saturday, 2024 Winey Grapes or yeah. Winery Grapes? No, it's Winey. Winey Grapes. Yep. Love that. Greenville Wine Festival is happening at Ink and Ivy. Taking place from 1 to 4 p.m., you can sip and savor your way through a wide selection of over 100 exquisite wines from around the world. Tickets start at 50 bucks. That's pretty fun. I remember seeing that last year, and I was like, this looks fun. Um, And then lastly, on Saturday, Fireforge is is hosting a Mardi Gras party from 2 to 5. There's going to be live music from Tuba Gin and pastries in addition to their award-winning beer. Wow, Fireforge going hard. So they've got the Toasty Farmer from 11 to 2 and then 2 to 5, a Mardi Gras party. They're partying. That's that's going hard. Yep. I love that. All right, well, thanks so much for tuning in this week. That's all we got for you. Please remember to like, subscribe, drop us a five-star review, and share this podcast with one friend who you haven't talked to in a while. Yeah, and let us know if you go to Culver's this week and if you got the cheese curds. Yeah, and what butter burger you got. And honestly, yeah. we haven't tried one of their custards yet. Yeah, we haven't. I know, we really need to get one of their custards. Yeah. How are their custards? Let us know. Yeah. Uh, and then that's it. So see you next week. Catch you next week.